What'd beat you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey, yo, I'm Katie. And it's your co host, Corey. And this is the Press Next podcast. It's early in the morning. My throat is a little. <sighs> but we're going to get through it today. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> Why are you being so awkward? No, I was looking at you because like half of my face is stuffed up. So like we both have ailments. <laughs> yeah. Mine, I think it's just because I haven't been talking this morning and uh, it'll warm up throughout this show. Um, but we do have a repeat offender on our, on our podcast today. That's me. This is the offender. only person who has been on our podcast twice. Twice. Wow. I'm a celebrity. You are a celebrity. You should Basically, feel special. I'm in hot demand. Next Bicycle. time, it's going to cost you. Oh. <laughs> what are we talking about? What's the fee? Um, I would like to say at least $25 an hour. An hour? Okay. We can How make this thing. $27. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not an hour, though. Just in total. Oh. Well. <clears throat> That's what I was saying. Anyway, um, we have our beloved... I love when people say that. Beloved friend. Dearly beloved. Uh, <laughs> Katie here. So there is Corey, Katie, and Katie yes. today on the right. podcast. If you are a listener of our podcast, thank you for listening. Welcome back. We always enjoy you coming in. If you are new, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to your herd. Welcome to the fourth wall. Okay. We're a podcast of binge watchers who like to just talk about stuff that we watch and some of the kind of real life applications. Sometimes not, but either way. You're in your car, you're going to want to turn this on and hear this conversation because today should be fairly interesting, maybe? I'm excited to talk about it. I'd oh, say yeah. so. Anytime you're excited, I feel like it's going to be an interesting one. I okay. think this is a, it's an interesting topic. And yeah. It's piqued my interest because of my background in psychology mm-hmm. and working with people True. and brains and stuff. You ever touched a brain before? Um, I can't say that I have. Mm-mm. Didn't Never say have. human brain. I said any brain. So you haven't like dissected an animal or... I don't think I've ever touched a brain. Wow. I don't think so either. I remember dissecting a pig. Did I dissect a pig? I remember the worm. No, we did pigs. And my friend Aubrey passed Dang. out. <laughs> That's crazy. Did you do some bacon afterwards? Um, no, they were like the fetal pigs. The little small oh, yeah, What do you call like yeah. fetal bacon? Is it still bacon? I mean, I guess if they have a stomach. Okay. Um. <laughs> this is getting tough. This is getting tough. I don't want to think about that. Okay, I'm about to say. Not this me being rough. an animal science They look major. like aliens. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> not Jordan Peele aliens though, right? No. Just, you know, what we mm. normally think of as aliens. But no, we're not talking about pigs or bacons or aliens today. <laughs> so if you thought that's what we're talking about, that's not what we're talking about. We're actually going to be talking about personality tests. And I'm kind of lit about this one. Yeah. So the the movie or the documentary is called Persona, the dark truth behind personality tests. I actually wanted y'all to watch another clip too of Adam Ruins Everything, but I didn't want to give it away because it's so much information. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to do that. But there is an episode um, in which, of Adam Ruins Everything that came out like five years ago. Yeah. Um, that's like about personality tests. Is it about Myers-Briggs? Of course it's about Myers-Briggs because okay. Myers-Briggs is like the the most famous right. type indicator, right. right? Which everything else is kind of built off of. So right. Um, if you have not watched this, this is the best thing about our podcast. If you haven't watched it, you don't need to watch it to listen. So you can still listen and go back and watch it or never watch it because the conversation that we're having isn't going to be like, I need to watch this to understand the conversation. Right. So with that <clears throat> with that being said, I told you I'm, I'm a 
I'm going. I'm, I'm gonna get there. <laughs> With that being said, the only time I want you to pause today, obviously, is if you're leaving, getting out of the car, or doing whatever. But you need to go uh, leave a little review for us. You know what I'm saying? Pause right now. Do that. Go to the Apple uh, podcast page. Drop a rating. Drop a review. Uh, we would love that, wouldn't we, Katie? Absolutely. CG. Okay, Rate, review, so subscribe. I don't ever call Katie CG, but since Katie's here, yeah, I'm gonna be calling my wife CG or babe or whatever else because if I refer to Katie, they both go, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's much easier to differentiate who we're talking about when we're texting than if we're all in the same room. Yeah, yes, <laughs> we spell it different because they're all named. Katie. So yes, I feel like they got like 12 friends named Katie. Yes. Basically. And they'll have different <laughs> nicknames. So CG, that's what we're going to call you today, right. CG. We'll so, roll with it. All right. Cool beans. First and foremost, how did y'all like the documentary in general? So the documentary itself is talking about uh, the dark truths behind right. personality tests and stuff like that. But from a film aesthetic or whatever, do you feel like it was like informative enough that you would enjoy it? Was it boring? Like... Where you at? I thought it was pretty informative. And I, they used um, higher view in there as well. So they talked about personality tests and then they started talking about different AI where you can like read body language and all of that. And I thought that was was super interesting because I had to do that for um, a job I interviewed for recently. And obviously it took a month before I even heard back from them. And I thought it was so awkward, but then watching this, I looked at Katie and I was like, well, I guess I feel better knowing that nobody probably even saw the video Yeah, because they were probably like, her body language doesn't match, so we're just going to kick her out of the pool or whatever, you yeah. know? Which is wild. Very wild. Wild. Right. But that's crazy. If you don't know what she's talking about, basically, the the documentary itself is, is talking about how mainly I feel like was talking about how they use personality tests mm-hmm. and things of that nature to gauge if a person is going to be a good fit, a good fit for their company, mm-hmm. which from its inception kind of sounds like a stupid idea in general. I mean, like if you I, really were to think about it, I feel like it's a dumbass idea. I mean, I don't think that it's a dumb idea. I think in theory, like. You want to have people who fit a certain personality type for certain roles. Like you don't want someone that's like super abrasive and aggressive to be in like a caretaker type role. You know what I mean? So I think like in theory, yeah, it makes sense. But in practice, it's like, well, what does this have to do with Right. Like, what is my personality? Because people are different at work. Right. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. And I also think that in theory, it makes sense because it's saving, in theory, it's saving the company money. Right. Because you want to make sure that a certain person is in this role because you're spending time and resources training this person. And if they're not a good fit, then you're going to have to open up an opportunity again and hire someone else and go through training again. And like, you're just you're just spending money and creating turnover and all that. But to your point, people act different at work. I act different at work than I do at home, you know? Mm -hmm. But also I think that if I wanted to do something, I don't think that like a personality test is going to say, Oh, you wouldn't be good at this because I feel like if I want to do something, I can do it. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm like, that's, that's really what I'm saying is, when you are to think about it, if you really were to think about it, you know how like when we say stuff like in theory, 
I think we do like surface level thinking. Yeah. Like we we think like, oh, we, something will pop up. And we're like, oh, that's cool. But when you actually start to think about the application of it or the practicality of it, it's like, okay, this is kind of a stupid idea. Yeah. Uh, especially given the norms of like, we don't act the same at work. Work is actually just a job. And so really we need to be focusing on skills rather than like personality. Because yeah. any personality, I'll put that in quotations for this like entire podcast, any personality can still... Um, you know, have a skill that right. can complete the tasks that are they're given or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. So I don't know. Practicality is so wild. But <clears throat> y'all had everybody take a, a type indicator personality mm-hmm. test. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about what we got. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. CG, you go first. Would you? Uh, if y'all are not familiar, it's, it's kind of like the Myers Briggs, um, where you get like a four letter personality type. And they tell you kind of what that is and who you are and the things that kind of resonate with with you. Okay. So I got ENFJ-T. I don't know what the dash T is, but ENFJ, protagonist. Protagonists are inspiring optimists readily taking, readily taking action to do what they feel is right. So I got 67% extroverted and 33% introverted. I got 55% intuitive and 45% observant. So intuitive individuals are very imaginative, open-minded, and curious. They value originality and focus on hidden meanings and distant possibilities. Um, Nature, I got 79% feeling, Mm. 21% thinking, which is pretty (laughs) accurate. Feeling individuals value emotional expression and sensitivity. They place a lot of importance on empathy, social harmony, and cooperation. I am an empath to the highest degree. Same. I'm sensitive. (laughs) Um, 54% judging, 46% prospecting. Judging individuals are decisive, thorough, and highly organized. They value clarity, predictability, and closure, preferring structure and planning to spontaneity. So that's kind of interesting to me. I, which I guess it's almost 50-50. So that's pretty, I feel like that's pretty accurate. Because there's certain things where I like, like a clear um, set, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the other time I'm like, oh, we'll just go with the flow. Yeah. Which I feel like that's where... Me and you differ, Corey, is you're like, okay, what's the plan? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And you're yeah. like, what's the plan? Yeah. Well, I think we're more alike than you than we are different when it comes to that. Okay. Because like the plan that I enjoy is I don't like going to anything without safety measures. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay with winging things if they're within certain parameters, right? Yeah. So it's it's hard for me to think about a safety plan going forward if you have no plan of anything going forward, right? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to protect you as a husband if we don't I don't know what the fuck we're doing? You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's where I'm thinking of what are we what's the plan? What are we what doing? What are we doing? Yeah. So I can think about if there's a situation, how do we get out? Yeah. yeah. I don't care in in between the, the lines of that, I don't care what we do. We can yeah. be spontaneous, but I just can't be on the fly spontaneous cuz my life isn't just about me no more, you know? If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And then last, I got 54% turbulent and 46% assertive. Turbulent individuals are self-conscious and sensitive to stress. They feel a sense of urgency in their emotions and tend to be success-driven, perfectionist, and eager to improve. And what was your percentage on that? 54%. Nice. 
Alright, so E N F J T. Yep, ENFJ. And the T stands for turbulent. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I can attest I'm a to protagonist. That. I'm just and <laughs> other ENFJs are Oprah and Barack Obama. Do you feel like you and are John Oprah Cusack. and Barack? Huh? I said, do you feel like you Oprah and Barack? Um, yeah, we we're similar. I'm gonna start calling obviously. you uh, <laughs> Oprah Obama, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Barack, Barack Winfrey. Winfrey. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, what you got? Okay. Um, so I got a console. Um, console? I don't console? Know. Console. Um, it's ESFJ-T. Consoles are very caring, social, community-minded people who are always eager to help. Okay. Uh, fair? <laughs> yeah, that's know. fair. Um, so I'm 66% extroverted and 34% introverted, which I, well, yeah, I agree with. I mostly extroverted, but I do enjoy being introverted. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm 57% observant over intuitive, um, observant individuals are pragmatic and down to earth. They have a strong focus on what's happening or very likely to happen. Um, I'm 51% feeling and 49% thinking. So like almost 50-50 on that one. I can see that. Yeah, because I feel like I'm very, I'm a very logical thinker. Mm -hmm. And like I plan things out based on what makes sense. Um, But I'm also a cancer, so I'm an emotional train wreck. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you said that because we'll talk about that later. Oh, how I'm an emotional train wreck? No, you said you're a cancer. (laughs) So we'll talk about them zodiac signs. I can talk about that all day. Um, Yeah, so more feeling than thinking, but pretty much 50%. I'm 71% judging and 29% prospecting. So I'm judging intervention. Individuals are decisive, thorough, and highly organized. Um, I don't think I necessarily agree with that. I don't think I'm that organized. <laughs> I'm like an organized mess. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too on mine because I got high yeah. on too. Um, clarity, predictability, and closure. Preferring structure and planning to spontaneity. Um, so maybe we're just organized in the way that makes sense to us yeah not in like what society says is organized right labels and all that i definitely value clarity predictability and closure and structure though like i'm a creature of habit i need to like i have routines that i do every single day i don't like to break my routines it causes me a lot of stress yeah um so i think i that's accurate um (laughs) I'm 79% turbulent. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm an emotional train wreck. <laughs> Cancer. Um, so, yeah, I'm self-conscious and sensitive to stress. So, yeah. And I do feel, I feel like I really resonate with the feel a sense of urgency in their emotions because I feel like, when I do feel an emotion, it has to be taken care of right then, right there. Yeah. And not like I can't like table it for later. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and um, some you may know, other people who are like me, consoles, Taylor Swift herself. 
I'm tired of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift herself. I don't have to hear I was so Taylor excited to tell you that. For the next like uh, 14 days, I'll be okay. Okay. I got to tell y'all what happened. Last <laughs> night, we made Corey DJ for us. And we said, okay, just pick a random Taylor Swift song and then stop anywhere in the song. We'll know the lyrics. And we will know the lyrics. And then you check us. We made him do that for hours. <laughs> Literal hours. <laughs> hours. And then it got to the point where they didn't even want to like do play the game, which was the whole purpose. They were just like, play this different song. Play this different song. So I said, fuck it. I'll put on Taylor Swift playlist and just let that mother run random. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. The vibes kept us awake. The vibes um, kept us awake. So, all right. Mine is, I'm a camp, my personality type according to this test. I'm a campaigner, an ENFPT. Mm-hmm. So okay. I guess we're all turbulent. Okay. Mm-hmm. My role as a diplomat and my strategy of, of of completing this role is social engagement. Now, what does all I think that those mean? are both of mine too. Um you know what? Instead of telling y'all the little things, I'm gonna give you my strengths and weaknesses, as told by 16 personalities. So apparently, I'm curious, perceptive, enthusiastic, and excellent an excellent communicator. Mm-hmm. Uh festive, good natured. And those are my strengths. And my weaknesses are people-pleasing. I don't know how that can be a weakness. Unfocused, I get how that can be a weakness. Disorganized, I'm definitely disorganized sometimes. But again, we talk about organization to other people's standards. People don't recognize my organization. So maybe I'm disorganized on their account. Overly accommodating. Um, Overly optimistic. Again, that's a a weird one for your boy. And then restless... (laughs) With their positive, upbeat attitude, campaigners rarely seem upset or dissatisfied on the outside. Mm, But their inner idealism can leave them with a nagging feeling that some major areas of their life just aren't good enough, whether that's their work, their home, or their relationship. I could see that for you. How so? Tell me me more about myself. (laughs) I just feel like you... You internalize everything. You figure out everything on your own, so like nobody from the outside knows what's going on with you. This Including is, me. This is true. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Why? Because I care about other people. So I like to dump my stuff on other people. Mm-hmm. So I should take care of myself. Also, really, I think I would be not as in, like, I wouldn't internalize things as much if I didn't have, like, the training that I have in, like, counseling and understanding yeah. Yeah. emotions. <clears throat> I wouldn't. I think my personal opinion is that more people in the world should learn how to internalize a little bit more. Uh, But sometimes you need that. You need to be around people to help you gain perspective. Yeah. And I just have, for the most part, a a good ability to gain that perspective myself. But when I need it from other people, I get it from other people. I try to look for the right messenger. I guess that's the point. Yeah. Is that sometimes great information is great information, but we don't receive it if it comes from the wrong messenger. Also something that we'll talk about a little bit later. You know, somebody can tell you the same thing, especially like, you know, like in your friend group or something like that, yeah. something going on. And like, I want to tell this person, but if I tell them, like, they're not going to hear me. Right. And then they get that same information from somebody else. Mm-hmm. I tell the story all the time. I was in high school. I used to work at a uh, pharmacy. And we had a script. We would, oh, yeah, what's up? Pill man, pill man. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> nah. Mm-hmm. We used to have a script. So a prior authorization, if you ran out of your prescription... And you needed a refill, but you didn't have no more refills. 
you needed a thing called a prior authorization. Your doctor had to call and be like, yeah, give him one more refill. Right, right. Or yeah. send a fax or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had a script to read off of that technically we had to memorize. So when that happened, we would spill out the script. And they would get so mad. Customers would be so mad. Let me talk to the pharmacist. All right, bet. The pharmacist, shout out to Kevin. <laughs> he would come out and say the exact same thing that I just mm-hmm, said off yeah. the same script. Mm-hmm. But because he was the pharmacist, they'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I'll just call the... So sometimes it's just really people aren't going to accept the message unless it comes from who they believe is a credible source right. or whatever. So Yeah, I totally agree with that. Being a manager before... I have (laughs) dealt with angry people and stuff, and they like to lay into the, you know, the person that I'm managing, the first person that's going to answer the phone. They like to lay into them, and they're like, can I talk to your manager? And then once I get them on the phone, people are often much more um, reasonable whenever they believe they're talking to someone that... Like you said, kind of authority. Yeah, is more credible in their right. opinion. And I'm like, I literally just told you the exact same thing. And I'm always going to tell you the exact same thing my employee just told you because mm-hmm. I respect them and I support them. Um, and you trained them, yeah. right? So it's like, exactly. I trained them. Like, they should, we should right. be a cohesive unit unless they're, you know, not not doing right. 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 <laughs> At some point, no disrespect, they're like your minions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you're an extension of me. Mm-hmm. I'm an extension of whoever I'm working for. Like right. the information is really going to be all the, the same. same. So yeah. it's not much going to change. For but sure. I've also had people tell me, um, "Can I talk to your manager?" I'm like, I am the manager. <laughs> There's no one above me. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to man. I always wanted to pull that, but I never had the opportunity to. Yeah. But now, since I am, like it is, is what it is, you know. Yeah. But when I was younger, I always wanted to be like, I am the manager. Like, mm-hmm. even though I'm lying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh well, you know, talk to me nice. All right. So I've taken how many personality tests you feel like you've taken? I've, I've taken a thousand. I've taken so many, so many. So Enneagram, um, this one. Myers Briggs, right? Myers Briggs, which, which of course is like the the goat, yeah, the um, Michael Jordan of the, uh, personality. Mm-hmm. What is the one that Higher Ed does? The Clifton Strength, Clif- oh, Strength. Yeah, the yeah, Strength yeah. Finders, yeah, Strength Finders. If, we can go into that as well, but even more. So, I, I'm, I love you brought that up because I'm in the Higher Ed field. But yeah. how do you feel watching this documentary? How do you feel kind of figuring out that this stuff isn't really that scientific? Well, I feel like. How could it be? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not given a lot of it. I mean, like they were saying in there, it seems like pseudoscience, like correlation is all not always causation kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you yeah. can funnel people into different categories, but ultimately, like, you can't break this down to an exact science because people's personalities are bigger than five answer choices. Strongly mm-hmm. agree, agree, right. somewhat agree, for disagree, sure. for sure, somewhat disagree. You know, like because I don't know about you, but every time I take one of these tests, I'm like, I don't know, like you I feel different right. every time. I guess I still str- well, am. I, I don't know. I'm in between answers. I don't really know how I feel about it. Like, yeah. And I was also t- telling Katie when we were watching this, I was like, I feel like there's also a difference in answers because you're kind of answering for who you want to be right rather than who you are or how Mm -hmm. you see yourself yeah rather than how you are and I think that that's 
a difference too, because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think that I agree with that, but do I act that way? Would somebody else be like, oh yeah, she thinks like that, you know? Yeah. For sure. I, I mean, I think that can also be, so it's really, we're talking about confirmation bias when we get to it, right? So people aren't necessarily going to accept some sort of negative things about them. Right. Unless they're in front of somebody or in front of an organization that it feels like, oh, this is very scientific, so I will, right? Yeah. So for me, if I'm just by myself trying to get answers because I want to better myself, I'm going to be more honest about who I am right right now versus if I'm trying to get a job and they're testing me, I'm going to do what they, I'm going to try to like finesse to look myself look better. Exactly, sure. Right? Sure. So it just differs. It It defers on like who... The entity is who is giving the examination. For sure. Right? And what the purpose of me, you know, getting the information for. That's a really good point. Which is like the entirety behind all of these personality tests. To think that like, okay, Carl Jung is the person who like even really Mm -hmm. came up with this at first. And Mm -hmm. then they based it off of his stuff. Yeah. And went further. He himself said that every human is the exception to the rule. Like as much as I would like to think that this is great, like it'd be cool to think that like, Oh, okay, this person is an extrovert. I'm an extrovert, so maybe we can get along. Mm-hmm. But honestly, because we're all human and we're all very different, like to the minute details, right. everybody's an exception to the rule. And you're not yeah. always just one thing. Like we're fluid human beings. So exactly. everybody, statistically speaking, realistically, we're all everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At any given moment. At any given moment. Because I think that if you... I think also the way I answer depends on how I feel that day. Exactly. Like context <laughs> is really important. If I'm going through in in this documentary, they interviewed someone who struggled with depression. And one of the questions was, do you feel like you're genuinely happy or do you feel like you're happier than others or I whatever, mm-hmm. something like that. And he said, well, when you are depressed, obviously you don't feel that way. So I think that that also plays into it you know like are you going through something at that point when you take it right and i mean i don't know i've done so many of these tests and i don't know that i've ever gotten the same thing like multiple times like someone i don't know all these people that were on the, the documentary and stuff like saying what their personality type is or their four letters or whatever i'm like i've never remembered mine and also I like they're different every time so I don't because I know I've taken the 16 personalities one before and gotten the protagonist one like I know that for sure yeah um I don't remember in what context I took it I think it may have been like when I first started working at a job or something Mm. we're all just like taking it um but yeah like context is very important in these situations I feel you I get E and N every time Mm-hmm. But again, as most people know, if you ever know me, I'm I tell people all the time I'm I'm equally as introverted as I am extroverted. Mm-hmm. I love to be around people and talking. I also like for people to get out of my face and like I want to be alone. Same. Like I need to recharge. Yeah. And for some people, for some people, that's like uncomfortable. I think it's people uncomfortable for me. It is. Un- <laughs> tell me more about it. why is it uncomfortable for you. Um. I don't know. What's uncomfortable for you? Because like, like when typically I on Sundays, oh. that's Corey's like recharge day. Uh-huh. So he will just like duck off. He'll be in his room, like doing videos or whatever, watching yeah. TV, like doing his own thing. And I'm like, wow, does he hate me? 
Is he mad at me? <laughs> Why is he not talking to me? Why is he so quiet today? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I just need to, I want to be my best for other people when I'm around them because I enjoy, like my personality test says, uh-huh. I enjoy making other people like feel good. I enjoy right. that social, but I, you can't, what's the phrase they use now? You can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. That's like the new hot phrase. You, but but it's true. It's not like it's wrong. I, yeah. I got to have the energy and space to be able to do that. And for sure. people, it's hard for people to understand, especially for those who are like always introverted and who are always filling other people's cups. But we don't get our cup filled like by nobody else. You mean people, extroverted? Oh, I'm sorry, extroverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But- you know, the counselors need counselors or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, people call my phone, like, with their problems because uh-huh. I've been... That, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody does that for me mm-hmm. at all. So I have to do that for myself. I'm not, like, fishing yeah. for, like, people to... So when I release this episode, people text me and stuff. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> my point is that I recognize my skill and where I, let like, lay in the world for uh-huh. other people, yeah. which is that, like, I feel like part of my calling is that it's a blessing and a curse. I have the skill set to make other people feel good mm-hmm. and they trust me in that. And that's beautiful. On the other side of that coin is lonely because people are not, they're going to assume that I don't need that because I give that. Right. Yeah. So I just be needing that's that. True. Like when they see me duck off, they like, oh my God, is Corey, is he okay? Like, is he yeah. going to do something? Like, no, I just need to, I want to be better for you. So I got to chill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got to lay in the cut. Yeah. Uh, but that's crazy. Knowing all of the stuff that we know, and even how we generally feel about these, why would this be something that's like, should this be allowed in the workplace? I think that, I don't know. I've worked places whenever I was a manager and I was a hiring manager for several positions under me. And in our hiring process, there was a, well, the first piece of it was this assessment that was like, a list of words. And it said, the first time you do it, circle the words that um, you would use to describe yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the second time you do it, cir- circle the words of like who you think, how you think other people see you. Wait, was that the predictive index? Uh, I don't remember what I, it was called. Because that sounds very familiar. I think that's what I had to do too. Yeah. And then the third... We had like four fucking interviews for these jobs and it was so stupid. Um, And the third interview. So if we invited them to a third interview, that was like, we're most likely going to hire them. Mm. Um, We're just going to make sure that their assessments come back okay and their background check comes back okay and all of that good stuff. Because we're not, they didn't want to spend the money on people, you know. Right. Because it also costed us like $150 every time someone took these tests. Yeah. Right. Um, Unless so, you like own the test yourself. Yeah. Um, and I felt like in the personality test that we did, I don't really remember what it was called either, but um, half of the test, half of the assessment was like a mini SIT. Like, so it was very like <laughs> critical thinking problems mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, the other half of the test was more personality based, but they were very work-related questions like Mm -hmm. how do you you yeah how do you deal with an unhappy customer or like what would you do in this situation kind of thing and I think those can show someone's personality in the workplace and I think that's helpful to see but as far as just a complete personality test I don't think that that's really that relevant and I don't 
I don't really understand. I mean, I guess like you have to know if someone's going to be cohesive with the team that you have, but yeah, I mean, that's why people do group interviews and team interviews. Exactly. So when I interviewed for the job that I have now, we had to do a predictive index and I asked, I was like, so what is this for? Like why, you know? Yeah. And, um, who is now my boss. She was like, Oh, we don't, we don't really use them. So, um, mm-hmm. I think that, I think that they can be helpful. I don't think that they should be used to decide, should we hire this person or not? Yeah. I think they can be helpful to see how to manage a person. Yeah. Like if this person is extroverted and whatever, they may, and I'm just speaking from my experience, they may want to be told that they're doing a good job. They may want that reassurance. They may need, because that person is probably giving other people assurance and they feel like they want it as well. Yeah. And so, (laughs) yeah, totally. I'm trying to be like Gabby. Gabby from The Bachelorette. Um, So I think that it can be very helpful to see how to manage a person or how to like help this person grow professionally and personally Mm -hmm. and in turn that's going to make them a better person and that's going to help your company obviously but i don't think that it should be used like to hire or is this person going to be good at this job because i think that you as long as the person is coachable and they have a good personality which you learn and personality meaning you can tell that they're coachable. You can tell that they are likable, that mm-hmm. they are accepting because you do interviews. Right. You do reference checks. Right. Mm-hmm. So you are getting this information from people who have seen them in their work working mode, sure. work yeah. environment. So For I sure. think that there's several different things that you can use that aren't personality tests. I agree. I guess to some extent, um, and then, like, my thoughts about other... I remember working at Kroger when I was growing <laughs> up, since you, like, brought it up. Yeah. I do remember, like, the what we had to do to get hired on the same day that you also had to take a drug test. But mm-hmm. it was, like, a 270-question no. thing. It was wild. For Kroger? It was... To be a well, cash like to be like a cashier, and that's another thing that can like skew the results too. Because too I don't many. know about y'all. When I'm in those things, I'm like, I don't fucking know. No, like right. this one, like, that one. I'm so tired of that. After, question like eighty five, question thirty. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm over, over it. it. Because also with these tests, if if y'all don't know how they kind of set them up, there's a question one thirteen twenty two uh, forty eight eighty six one hundred twenty seven. They're 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 the same question. Yeah. Ask differently. Just ask right? differently. Right. Exactly. So then when I get to 85, I'm like, I start to recognize the pattern. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I say, dang, well, wait, what did I answer on what the last What did I answer one, right? before? Yeah. Which for a statistical reason, it makes sense. They have to ask it multiple like times to see what your average is, to see, to see like what the answer is. Right? Is. To mm-hmm. how like, accurate it could be for whatever they're testing for. Yeah. So I get why they do that, but also at the same time. It's like a double-edged sword because at that point I'm like, I'm like double guessing myself. Remember. But right. so I remember doing that. I am of the mindset, especially in higher ed. So I don't know how the hiring process goes for a lot of other places, but in higher ed, I'll be knowing specifically in, in student affairs. Mm-hmm. I'm of the mindset. I cannot stand a lot of our hiring practices. I think they introduce way too much bias. Mm-hmm. And we really gotta talk about what are we trying to hire this person for. Are we actually just trying to hire people that we like, mm-hmm. which, which, which is what tends to happen, right? right. We want to hire people that we're going to get along with, 
and we can teach them how to do the thing later. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we spend a lot of our time at work. I don't want to be with somebody I don't like. Right. Just be honest about that. Or are we trying to hire these good skilled workers who are going to push our company forward or whatever else? Mm-hmm. Because if the answer is B or the latter, what are we doing some of these interviews for? Yeah. There are so many people that come in. Some of the questions I'm asking, I'm like, bro, this has nothing to do with their skills. Mm-hmm. No, it has zero to do with their skills or how it can translate to this job mm-hmm. and everything to do about who they are as a person or their personality. Well, you, We also have a 90 days to figure out like if this is going to work or not. That yeah. is true. But but it also, like, it. I don't know. I can understand where people, like a company would be like, obviously, I've been in a role where I've had to hire for a position that like people would start and then they'd leave and I'd have to hire again. And like, for that's sure. a lot of money for the company to dish out on a new employee and like all the background checks and stuff like that. And it, you know, I can understand the company wanting to avoid. Like know. trying to be thorough, right? Yeah. Like but that's like, so then everything. for me, and even in that thought, I'm like, yo, that's, that's the, that's the price of doing business fam. Yeah. yeah. We live in a capitalist society. I'm not about to be an empathizer for y'all when it comes right. to that. You want the people, do whatever you need to do so I can understand why they would do it. But at the same time, that's the price of doing business. You will have to find people. And maybe if you're looking at people in certain fields and knowing their skills, we should be starting something, a, a different conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, all right, maybe you don't necessarily need to go to college to get some of these things. And we can start training you in high school if you really want to do this job. Yeah. So where you get out and you're going to have this job here. And I feel like that would be more, that would translate more to me keeping you. And if we're building ladders within a company to where there's uh, incentives for you doing like great work and having learning better skills mm-hmm. and everything else where you can provide for yourself and others by keep climbing the ladder and the company takes care of you. Almost like what we had kind of in the older models and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that makes more sense. Or just tell me the truth. That's what I'm trying to say, really. Yeah. If you bring me into this job interview, hey, we want to know where your skills are. We also want to know if your personality fits with our team. Yeah. They don't be like it to say that, though. They just be like, oh, we want to see if you're a good fit, like skill-wise and everything. Like, they talk around it, but like, let's just be, like, be for real. It's a lot of introverts out here who are probably even better at their job than some of these extroverts who not getting a job because they're introverted. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I will say, though, that there are some... I feel like there are some jobs that you obviously want a certain type of personality, mm-hmm. especially like sales. Yeah. Or recruiting mm-hmm. <laughs> both of our jobs. Right. Um, so especially being in a, a college recruiter, which I did previously, I am having to go into these, I was go- going into these schools or setting up a table and talking to these families and talking to these people. If I'm scared to talk to people or I am uncomfortable comfortable talking to people, I'm probably not going to do well at that job, you know, or I might do well at it, but I'm uncomfortable the whole time. Exactly. So then eventually that leads into turnover, right? Being dissatisfied. Mm -hmm. So I do think that there are certain things that it can be helpful for, but I like, I also don't think that like, who's to say that I think that's the problem is who's to say, right? Who's to say that even though maybe at first I felt uncomfortable doing that, I realize I'm good at it. And And so I I find, so I find like, yeah, I I get more comfortable. Yeah. Cause like for me, I, 
I, I could talk to a wall. I was not always like that. Yeah. I was very shy. I'm still in certain moments super shy. Yeah. But I was put in situations by my parents who knew that to get that out of me, to gain that independence. I just saw a TikTok the other day where he, like this guy was teaching his little brother how to order a pizza. Yeah. Right? Trying to help him <laughs> out with that. You know, like mm-hmm. remember when back in the day you were scared to like make an appointment. Yeah. I saw yeah. another TikTok where this this girl said, I wish I should have saved it and played it right now. This girl was like, uh, parents. If you take anything from me, stop babying your kids till they get out of the house. Because now I'm 22 years old and I can't even schedule an appointment. Right. At now they're gonna and have to learn like it in the. Crying. She was crying like she was like I'm shook right now. Right <laughs> now they they gonna have to learn it in the in the crucible of life. Right. Yeah. But that's not to say that they can't. So I think that if I'm a company, I'm probably gonna be looking for people who have already learned that skill. Yeah. So I get it. It might be helpful for the company, but there's plenty of people. If we can find one or two. That don't fit the mold, that means that anybody else can do it too. Yeah, I agree with that. Because yeah. we we ain't talking about like a huge outlier. Like some people, oh, we could find two people who can lift a car. Like, yeah, but we're not talking about physical outliers, okay? Mm-hmm. We're talking about skills that can be actually taught that most people can attain. If mm-hmm. not, everybody can attain if you don't have some sort of learning disability mm-hmm. or something like that, right? That's stopping you <laughs> from, uh, you know, from from being... With a certain company. Right, yeah. Which is right. Which is then like a whole different topic but it's just to me it's just wild like i get why it would be even a conversation or Uh a thought and why people would do it on the same on for the business side on Mm -hmm. the people side i'm like anarchy yeah (laughs) for sure death to the uh to the process death to personality test at least when it comes to the aspect of like working yeah and i mean i think like i said earlier i think you can accomplish a personality fit to a team by doing a team interview with mm-hmm. right the prospective candidate right. um which i think is a lot more we used to do this a lot at um one of the jobs that i worked at in austin and um like every time someone would get to i think our team interview was the third official interview um it's a and, long interview process well the first one was like a phone call um, and then the second one was in person with the manager and then the third one was the the entire right. team and we used to do a thing like afterwards like where we, we'd all bring questions and we would ask our questions and stuff and then afterwards we'd have a meeting and be like um okay so like thoughts what do we think mm-hmm. um what are things that stuck out to you? And I feel like that was really helpful for me personally, because as someone that's like, yeah, they seem great. Like, yeah, totally. Like they seem like a cool person. Mm -hmm. And then other people pick up on things. Well, like they seemed like, you know, they have this trait going on, which can be problematic. And I'm like, I wouldn't have thought about it that way, but yeah, no, I totally see your point now. Um, So I think that that can yield more like people who are going to fit into the job because these are the people that are actually working in right. the job um, than a personality test would, right. you know? I feel you. So I don't think that, yeah, I, I, I think that it would be more advantageous to do like group, a, interviews group interviews rather experiences than, experiments like testing exactly. kind of like a combine like let me see your skills like on display yeah right. then and sometimes people don't necessarily perform well but that's why you have different layers and tiers of, of right. stuff right and even like a manager would be like 
I thought it was very helpful in that regard because a manager is not necessarily doing your job every single day. They're For managing sure. a team. Exactly. So like you bring in the people that are actually working that job every single day, they're going to think of better questions probably to ask than right. a manager would. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. For sure. I agree. So I don't know. How do you feel about like if somebody were to tell you, you can't do this job because of this trait that you took on here? Like you, you're going to be a terrible whatever or because you can't do this because this because this indicator says mm-hmm. that you wouldn't do that you're this you're not going to be this mm-hmm. um i mean i think that that ultimately just produces like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing like oh this told me i'm never going to be good at this thing so i'm just like not even going to try it or i'm like you're right i wouldn't be good at it like Instead of putting yourself out there and discovering if you would be good right. at it or not. Like, it, I think that can kind of, like... Re- you. Yeah, like, really... I don't know. I I don't see it as a great tool. Indicator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like you gotta be like the rappers. You know how the rappers always say, uh, my teacher told me I wasn't gonna be nothing. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> this goes out to everybody who told me I wouldn't make it. Yeah, exactly. I was just downstairs trying to, you know, make some money, feed my daughter. Okay. It's all good, baby, baby. Baby, baby. <laughs> um, ooh, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? If I, like, how would you feel if I told you? I would take it personally. Well, I would be like, because. Mm, I know exactly how you would take it. And, you, it's hard to tell CG. That she can't do something. That's what then, I was going to say. I was going to say, I'd probably be like, okay, watch me. Right. Yeah. She gonna now do, I'm just going to do it out of spite. She's going to do it out of spite. <laughs> and so her spite uh, 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 meter is crazy. Yeah. If you really want, that's how you, if you, here's a tip, y'all. If you ever want to manipulate CG, tell her that she can't do something. <laughs> <laughs> tell her that she can't and she will die trying, trying to, do, to it. do it out of spite. That is true. I'm opposite. Someone tells me I can't do something. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely she right. She will die trying to prove you wrong. And I'm the satisfaction like, okay, she would get yeah. mm, from bet. getting one thing. Like, if I, you can't drive and do this, man, let her do that course one time. It might take her two years to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, the first time she do, ooh, she, I'm like, I moved on. But for her, <laughs> it's two <laughs> years later. <laughs> it didn't affect you how it affected me. Exactly. You piece of shit. I figured it out. Yeah. And I'm be like, listen, we moved we moved on, baby girl. Come yeah, on, what's going on? Girl, be calm. No, <laughs> be calm. I just don't think because I think that there are I think that people aren't monoliths. I think that there are different When I think about a personality, I don't want to feel boxed in. Yeah. Right? I feel like I can't be put in a box. I feel like I can't. One one thing can't describe exactly what I am. Unless it's Leo. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. We're going to jump in. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) It's happening anyway. It's on the the sheet. Um, I feel like I can't be boxed in. So when... That's why I don't necessarily like it for hiring practices. Because I feel like just because I might have scored differently on this or this says that maybe I wouldn't do well with this group. I think that I can make, I'm like a chameleon. I can fit in anywhere. Mm -hmm. I can do anything. Mm -hmm. 
And so I don't want to feel boxed. I don't want to feel boxed in. I've mm-hmm. never been more mad ever at work, ever. Like, well, there's two times I've ever been, I think, maybe teetering the line of disrespectful in the workplace. Uh-huh. Like, my behavior was not good. Then a time where a person that I knew, mm-hmm. we were discussing their um, candidacy and whether or not they could handle the job because they had a child. Mm. And I flipped shit. Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to tell somebody what they can do? Yeah. Right. And they were trying to guise it like, oh, we're, no, we're looking out for them. Again, how are you going to tell them what they can do? Right. right. If they have applied for the job. And you've told them all they about can it. Do it. Right. Yeah. They believe that they can do it. Right. How are you going to tell them that they can't? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, and they meet all the qualifications. Not like that. So what's on the line is because they have a kid? Right. Come on, fam. Or even just like personal things. It's stuff like that that gets my blood boiling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like you cannot tell people what they can and can't do. Right. Right. Right? Sometimes people spite me. They're like yours. They're going to do it out of spite. For me, it's just like I'm going to gloss over that and let you know. Like you're not going to tell me what I can and can't do or what I can and can't be good at. Yeah. Like if there's one thing I know about myself, if I dedicate myself to anything, I'm going to be at least good at it. Right. I may never be great at anything. But if you, if I dive into something, I'm going to at least be good at it. Like formidable. I feel like that's me. Right. As well. Because if I'm not good at it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, I might still get joy from it, but I, I'm just saying like the things that I've learned, I've, I do so many things. You know this. Mm-hmm. I literally will dive into any hobby. Mm-hmm. And is, I love it. Uh, what is, what, how do you, what a is jack that of all trades with a master of none? Yes, that one. That's me. That's the one. Like literally I will dive into anything because I love the process. I enjoy it. It's like fun for me. What I found looking back is that I, at everything that I ever dive into, I end up good at it. Like I mm-hmm. get praised for it. Mm-hmm. And that's not for me to like boast. I'm just saying, I know that about myself. I'm right. going to put so much effort and practice into it because I enjoy it that I actually get good at it. Right. No matter what it is. If it's knitting, if it's braiding hair, which is why I want a daughter, I'm like, I want to, I want the moment I can see it in my head right now. How can we never like, braid our hair? Braiding hair. You said what? So how can we never braid our hair? Because I don't know how to braid yet. Uh, yeah. so, he wants to learn though. But I want to learn, you know what I'm saying? But even mm. with that, I want to. But if I really want to, I'm going to buy like one of them little head dolls and yeah, like yeah. braid hair. Like I'm finna do that. And before you know it, I'll be good at braiding. Like it'll yeah. just happen that way because I'll dive into it. So don't tell me what I can't do or you're not going to be a good salesman. I If I give it time, I would promise you I'd at least be formidable. I yeah. might not be great in yeah. like who you're looking for, but I'll be a good salesman. Or you couldn't be a good, you know, linesman. I, I'll probably be a good lineman. I could do it. Can be a good plumber. Yeah, I'll put the time in to figure out how to be a good plumber. Like, right. If I'm able body, my mind is sharp enough to get to it. So right. I can't stand when people are limiting other people. Mm-hmm. Like I just that's a pet peeve of mine. Don't mm-hmm. limit nobody else, bro, because you don't never know what their where their ceiling is. Like, yeah. and you can be missing out on your best employee ever. Right. Because you think that a piece of paper <laughs> told you one thing that even even like based in science and replicated. Yeah. It's going to be there. Boom. So right. I got a question. Okay. Because to me, they're kind of one and the same. Let's talk about them Zodiac signs. We got a Scorpio in the house. That's me. <laughs> we got a we got a big Leo energy. Big Leo. You know, it's Leo season you know out saying? here. Big oh Leo God. energy. Then we got a Cancer. I, I'm sad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the emo girl. You know what I'm saying? The emo girl. Um, but so what would you say is like the traits, quick traits for all of yours? Huh? Like quick traits. If I had to ask you, what's a cancer? You would say emotional train wreck. Okay, for you, what's a Leo? 
Um, Leo is center of attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, vibrant. I feel okay. like a natural leader. Mm. Mm-hmm. A Gryffindor. Gryffindor. I feel you. Scorpios, I just hey, passion personified. That's what a Scorpio is. That's it. Yeah. In every sense of the term. Yeah. Whether it be lovers or angry, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Oh, that it makes so much sense, actually. Passion uh personified. So yep. do you feel like I feel like the question is, should we look at the zodiac signs similar to the personality test? What do you mean? Like non-scientific. Kind of very vague. I mean, I feel like zodiac signs are just fun. Like, for me personally, I don't take them that seriously. Right. But I can see traits based on a zodiac sign in my friends that are that zodiac sign. Like, I can Mm -hmm. 100% group together, you know, a few people that I know that are Leos that act in that same big way. Um, my friends that are cancers were all like, you know, empaths to the highest degree, but you know, weepy babies. Weepy babies. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when you were just talking about how you're a Scorpio passion personified, I literally was like, McKenna's a Scorpio. Mm. Same thing. She's like very passionate about she's everything. Very she's passionate like all about, or nothing. Uh-huh. About what about she everything. Does. And you know, but again, I say that they're more, they're not, to me, scientific by any means, because I feel like a lot of times you could be like, oh, yeah, you're this very generic, yeah. general trait. Oh, my God, that's so me. <laughs> that's so me. What about you, big Leo? I feel, <laughs> I feel like every Leo believes that astrology is like the way of life. <laughs> no, I... I feel like I know it's not okay. So the science community has like rejected astrology. Yeah. But. And in the means of, to be fair, in the means of like zodiac signs slash personality, because astrology still has very much so, um, in other means, it's very much so formidable. Right. When we're talking about like stars and alignments right. and uh constellations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But in regards to the constellation when the time you were born affecting who you are as a person and telling you that like, that's who you're gonna be, no. That's not how science they debunk. Right. That Which in that point I don't agree with. But I will say when I find someone who I feel like is like we hit it off, they're usually a couple of signs. Yeah. Leo. I feel like I get along with all Leos that I meet. I'm like, oh my God, you're a Leo? I'm a Leo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scorpios, obviously, which I think is interesting. Because is Scorpio a fire sign? They're earth. Oh, okay. Huh? Earth sign. I feel like we have... And we'll get to it. I Go keep going. I, I don't know. I feel like Scorpios, I'm drawn to them. And I don't understand it because... Mm-hmm. I- Y'all are petty, mm-hmm. but I guess I'm petty too. I just Thank said you. I would die. Mm-hmm. I would you. die by trying to prove you How wrong. Petty so. is that? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What about the? I cancers? believe it. Do you like? The I cancers? believe it. I like the cancers. <laughs> okay, I so like the cancers. This is. Have you, you ever heard of the uh, Barnum or Four effect or the Barnum Four effect? No. Okay, this is pretty cool. This is 
two researchers, but one of them he has like you know he's teaching a class or whatever, um, and basically he's a psychologist and he was talking about how people pretty much use um, uh, confirmation bias and stuff. And then very vague language, which he tests, mm-hmm. you see something, everything else. So it's a pretty yeah. cool test that he did. I could see that. On his class. He created uh, an interest bank, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And he told his um, his class that we're all taking this, hey, I need you to take this, you know, this little test. I'm going to build an individualized vignette for each one of you. Mm-hmm. So you take this, you know, based on this, uh, whatever, you're going to get a different answer for who you are individually. Boom, boom, boom. So some of the questions on there, right, or some of the statements on there were you have a great need for other people to like and admire you. Like when they got their type back, this is what they saw. You have a great need for other people to like and admire you. You have a tendency to be critical of yourself. You have a great deal of unused capacity, which you have not turned to your advantage. Uh, While you have some personality weaknesses, you are generally able to compensate for them your sexual adjustment hasn't presented problems for you. Discipline and self-controlled uh, outside, you tend to be worrisome and insecure inside. At times, you have serious doubts as to whether you have made the right decision and done the right thing. You prefer certain amounts of change and variety become and become dissatisfied when hemmed in restrictions and limitations. You pride yourself as an independent thinker and do not accept others' statements without satisfactory proof. You have found it unwise to be too frank in revealing yourself to others at times, you are extroverted, affable, sociable, while at other times, you are introverted, wary, and reserved. Some of your aspirations tend to be pretty unrealistic. Security is one of your major goals in your life. So that's what they got back. Mm-hmm. They all thought they were getting something individual back, right? And they didn't know anybody else's. So they measured on a scale of zero to five, zero being very poor, five being excellent, on how accurate this type was. So they mm-hmm. took this test. He gave them back these answers. And... Um, you know what, like, what the average was? Four. 4.3. Mm. Everybody in the class, a lot of, pretty much everybody in the, in the study was like, this is so accurate. This is me. Yeah, yeah. Then he revealed, you all got the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, right? Okay. Because of the way that they make these tests and the factors, right? One of the factors being confirmation bias. You believed me as a scientist. Mm-hmm. So you were willing to, like, give up more of yourself and, yeah. and trust that what I gave back to you was, right. was going to be mm-hmm. accurate to who you are, right? That's being one. And then... It's so vague. Like it when is, you start- it, No, it is vague. But I do, like... I, I don't know. There's, like, part of me that is, like, okay, obviously this is BS. I mean, when I was born doesn't determine my personality. Mm-hmm. But... There's another part of me that's like, so me. <laughs> right, right. I feel you. And then like when you say like, oh, I feel like I'm drawn to Scorpios, but we're the same people. That's why you're drawn to it. Scorpios are Leos, Leos are Scorpios. When you look at the vagueness of it, we, they all match. It's a different wording, right? Right. And I'm, I agree with you. This is mm-hmm. kind of like Neil deGrasse Tyson when he was talking to, uh, what's what's his name? The dude that everybody used to like hate. Um, he's, he's Jewish, I believe. And um, like right wing conservative. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ah, I cannot remember his name. Anyway, mm-hmm. he was asking them about like the, you know genders and everything else. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, "Where are you? Where are you trying to go with this? Like, what does it matter to you at the end of the day when socially it, we adhere to it? Like, we mm-hmm. agree with it." Are you talking about Ben Shapiro? Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> you talking about Ben Shapiro? When you were talking about how like it's just fun for me, like I get something out of it, right? Yeah. Like I feel like there's there's that side to it which we 
should continue to keep of a lot of different things. Like we know it isn't scientific. We know like honestly it doesn't really make sense. But at the same time, if it brings me it brings me joy, you know, like I kind of think that it's kind of cool to just be like there's other people who feel like me or there's a set of things that I could ascribe myself to and be like, oh no, that's the Scorpio in me or right. whatever. And I have the opportunity to take the positive things and kind of throw the negative shit away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like of course. That's fun to be like, yeah, I did that. That's the big Scorpio in me. Yeah. Oh, you petty. Nah, that ain't really, you know, we petty <laughs> in a different way, actually, <laughs> if you think about it. That's but that's why I feel like with Leo's, but the thing I don't like about Leo's is I feel like Leo's shit is poorly written. So they all just think they the shit. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. They've been gassing you up too much. This is fact. They all just think that this shit the whole time. Yeah. Like, oh, Leo season coming. Don't nobody else get lit for their uh, astrological season than Leo's. Yeah. Oh my god. This is facts. Facts. I can't even. Agree. I can't argue with you. It's like the holiday season coming up. Like before yeah. it even get there, they like, oh, everybody tuck in. Them Leos coming. Mm-hmm. They coming up. They all got Leo tattoos. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, sideways and different. Don't even make no sense. Yours look good, but they all got Leo tattoos. <laughs> my fish hook. Like, it's just, I don't know. Leo's get on my nerves, but you don't. Like, okay. You get on my nerves, too, but I love you. Listen, That's the difference. Yeah. Katie judges me for my tattoo, for my Leo tattoo. I don't judge you. Just but you funny. have a cancer, a cancer tattoo. tattoo. I do. But it's, but it's cool. It don't look like... It doesn't... You wouldn't know it stuff, was. It's never the constellation. So I've never known. Different. I've seen it a thousand times. I never knew until CG told me. Oh, it's the constellation. I'm like, oh, that's that's fire. That is dope. I kind of want that too. Yeah. Except then it would just look like a lion. Yeah, that's I that love cancer. It. You know what I'm saying? That I got it out of spite. <laughs> the day before my wedding. <laughs> hey, spite is such a man. What a useful tool. Sometimes you know, get you nothing get you going like pride spite, is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. you got a hold on me. Yeah, that's what my friend Lizzie likes to say all the time. Oh, the one you got out of spite to make Sam mad the day before y'all's wedding. The day before your wedding, he like is. He's just funny about all the astrological signs and stuff. Obviously, he's like, this is all bullshit. Like, it is. shut mean, up. It, you sound stupid. Like, for real. It definitely I'm like, is. Okay, which part I'm going to get it on my body. Which part of me is like, <laughs> yes, I know. But part of the fun is... Yeah, just participating. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. It's just fun. It's fun. Like, is what it for is. For me, I know that there are people that take it right far past the point for that I sure. ever would. And you know yeah. what? I don't think I know enough about... It, it's history what it all means to even like speak on yeah i don't manner. know my rising moon See, or whatever and i couldn't People, even tell you what that means me I either like i have that. no idea you all know? i know is i'm a leo and that's good enough right. for me i dove deep into that and i'm and this is not for me bashing anybody who's in that community yeah it's much like anything that i have like a certain belief on I don't just believe like believe in anything just because I believe in it blindly. Mm-hmm. At some point I did because I was young. But again, for me, I like to dig deep into everything to know right. why. Like it's it's if I can't present myself a reason, it's quite literally the reason I stopped smoking and drinking. Mm-hmm. I told you this before. I literally asked myself, why do I smoke? Why do I drink? Because realistically, it has zero benefits for any of us. Right. That's just for I think me. Williams Jr. song. You said what? <laughs> but <laughs> I asked myself, like, why am I smoking? Why am I drinking? And I'm like, yo, there's not a good enough answer for me. Right. So, But that was me, like, digging deeper inside. I couldn't come up with a good enough answer. So even with me with the astrological stuff or anything else, I have dove super deep into this. Much like even with Flat Earth. You remember when I was in my Flat Earth thing? I dive deep into (laughs) everything just to recognize, okay, there's a reason why I don't believe in that. I have very firm beliefs that 
this is as far as your personality when it comes down to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Zodiac shit is just it doesn't. He make never no believed sense. the Earth was flat. By the way, no, I did he not. He just dove into like why, why people, people why people that. Think, exactly <laughs> yeah. because I, I find that interesting and yeah. I don't want to just like defunct them as human beings, right? Because they are humans. They have a different perspective than me so let me try to see what your perspective is right right when it comes down to religion when it comes down to anything yeah. i need to be able to dive into what you are uh believing to either affirm or change even my perspective right it may be that like hey you might be right fam you made me think different maybe i'm not 100 percent on your train but i'm off mine yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. and i need to go look at some other things I, and for me that's the best way for me to live life right which is i can't just be blindly out here just because this person said this, you know, you know, I got to recognize that every bit, every day we're being primed to like think a certain thing. Yeah. And I'll be trying to tackle that with trying to feel like where everybody else is and get different perspectives and stuff. Yeah. I feel like the way I think about uh, Zodiac signs is the same way I think about personality tests. Like, it's just fun. Do I believe it 100 percent? Not necessarily. But do I think Enneagram, for example, I'm a two which means that I am an empath and I am people pleasing and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Do I agree with that? Yes. Are there other twos that I feel like I'm very similar to? Yes. But I think that I'm a little bit of everything as well, Yeah. Mm-hmm. which I think that everybody is. I think it's just what That's everybody. you yeah. What, generally yeah, what, fall into. Exactly. And what, presents itself more i guess right. or what you want to present more yeah right because you're not no person is going to 100 percent be all one category right you know like you have because i'm a people pleaser but then i get into a mood where i'm like f everyone yeah so. no same and yeah I, I think that you can't definitively define someone by saying you're you're this thing right whenever there's I don't know, so many questions and you know 100% that they're not all in that category. Yeah. Right. You know, like... So I think that they're just fun. Yeah. Facts. And if you want to subscribe, then you subscribe to that. If not, then you don't. And I just don't understand why people are, like, honestly... Unless it starts going into, like, the decision that you're making based off of this astrology is affecting my life, Mm -hmm. that's when I have a problem with it, right? Like, if the United States government was, like... A unfortunately, all Scorpios got to go. Mm-hmm. There, there's an issue there, right. okay. And anybody who is on the United States government side, I got an issue with you. Yeah, because now you like impeding right. on like Which my I life. Think that's what this documentary was about because yes. it's talking about hiring these practices, cor- right? These corporations and making decisions and impeding on people's life based on something that has like no scientific backing. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just not going to be able to tell you exactly what you're going to do. This is much like even the SAT and the ACT. It's been proven that it's not uh, a great indicator for if you're going to do well in college. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is why some of these schools have gone away from even taking scores. Right. So we just testing, all of this is kind of a little, a little BS, but we, we subscribe to what we want to subscribe to. So right. either Precisely. way. I'm going to go get my little M tattoo at some point. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm a little Scorpio. He wants to get a matching tattoo. I also like oh, to wow. uh, finesse, too. Cute. So for those who do subscribe to it, for instance, I'm in higher ed. We use the, the Strength Finder all the time. Yeah. Um, do I 100% believe in it? No. Is Woo one of yours? 
it is not in my top five. Oh. It is one of the strengths. So the strength finder basically is that there's 32 strengths. Everybody has people pleaser. <laughs> everybody has Winning these strengths, over. but they rank them or whatever. Yeah. So it's not on my top five. Four of my top five are like in the strategic thinking area, mm-hmm. and the Makes other sense. one is like you know, um, like futuristic or whatever. Oh, mine's futuristic. And. My number one strength, apparently, to this test is called individualization, which is not even a real word. But individualization, which means I have the innate ability um, that I can recognize what makes people individual and figure out how it makes them work on a team. So that makes me like a good manager. So you really don't like these. (laughs) What do you mean? Because your strength is individualization. So you don't like these personality tests because they put everybody in a category. And well, I mean, that like would just make that. my job easier because my, my skill is being able to tell this is what makes you more individual than this person, right? So if I had a type indicator that would even narrow it down, it would make it a little bit easier for me. But I just do that innately by communicating mm-hmm. with people, meeting with people and saying, oh, you know, this is what makes you special. And I like to do that to show people that they're individualistic, right? Mm-hmm. And that they're an exception to the rule. Like, that's like my thing. yeah. But I also think that from learning that information, I start looking for that more. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, here's an opportunity for me to flex my individualism yeah. or whatever. Um, but when I'm in conversations with people of leadership and they are like, that's what they're thinking about is the strength finder, I'm going to bring it up because I'm a finesse king. I'm fin- oh, yeah, that's, that's one of my top five, actually. Mm-hmm. And this is how I utilize this. And like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, really? I'm like, man, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, but that's what you want to hear. So I'm going to give it to you. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. Learn to finesse, like that's the life secret right there. You learn how to finesse, you be good to go. You be good in life. Yeah. You about to sneeze? Mm-mm. I'm good. Okay. You want to play a game? Let's play a game. All right. Okay. So the same game from yesterday. So, uh, Katie, we have this this game that we play where we guess industry terms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Movie industry terms. Okay. So I say it, and then you take your best stab if it's uh, like what it yeah. means. Yeah. Okay. And because I said this last week to you, you can't answer it. So this is just a KD question. Okay. All right. What does the term day for night mean? Day for night? Yes. Is that... Can you use it in a sentence? It's it's three words. It's not day for night. Day for night. Day for night, yes. (laughs) But can you still use it in a sentence? This ain't a spelling bee. No, I'm just joking. Okay, so... um, You can't because then you'd give it away. Okay. Yeah. Jordan Peele shot his latest film, Nope, mm-hmm. Day for Night. Does that mean um, that everything? <laughs> <laughs> no, take a step, take a step. Everything is. Um, like happening in the daytime and not the nighttime. Like, you know what? It's out happening like right out in the open kind of thing. Okay, you want to lock that in? Like in the daytime. I'm gonna lock it in. You want to lock it in? Yeah. Okay. She locks it in. This is so tough with these questions, man. Because I feel like I'm like kind of on the right path. You're kind of on the right path. Yeah. So because you're, I'll give you the answer to that. Without, I'll give it to you. 
You got it. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So smart. Let me explain what it really is. Okay. So day for night is a filming technique where they film during the daytime, but mm-hmm. they make it look as if it is nighttime. Oh. So very simple. You when you're watching the film, you might be thinking the whole time, oh, they shot this at night. No, it's actually day outside, mm-hmm. but they use certain techniques to make it look like it is night. Interesting. Okay. Typically, they do this in like bedrooms and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Sometimes they'll rarely, I don't say rarely to do it outside. Sometimes they do it outside, it's just harder because you have the sunlight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you are, let's say we're shooting in this living room, they would like indie or black out the screens mm-hmm. and then they would use other lights to make it look like the moon is coming in from like a different source. Yeah. So outside, it looks like it's dark outside, and you have the moon coming in when really it's like just a really bright light that they have put like a blue gel over. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so they shot it at high noon, but to the viewers, it looks like it's nighttime. Right. Interesting. Day for night techniques. And if you go watch Nope, none of it is shot at nighttime. The entire movie is pretty much. You watched it? Mm hmm. So you know, didn't the night come and look a little eerie because it looked different? It looked a little sus. Yeah. Right. It's because. They use IMAX and use film. They also use infrared film. Mm-hmm. They shot it during the daytime because you know why with the clouds. And we don't really see clouds like that at nighttime. Right. But that's why he did it was because to make the night feel different than what we normally feel and to get the aspects of the clouds like always being there. Mm-hmm. So you can't shoot it at nighttime because the clouds wouldn't necessarily be there. You shoot right. it during the daytime. Interesting. Crazy. So everything was crazy. shot during the day. Crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Um... All right, well, congratulations on your thank first you, quiz thank and, you, uh, thank you. technically, or at least you know for the for the podcast getting it right. Yeah. Um, Is there th- another one? I mean, do you want to get another? One? Oh, I don't know. I was gonna do one, but if you want another one, okay, give me another one. All right, let's do one. <laughs> let me think. Let me think off the top of she my head. She loves quizzes. I have that. Yeah. I have that. It's like a little, it's a little trivia gal. A trivia gal. Um, let's see. So I made us do a let's game show see. last night. <laughs> Ooh, what is a jib? A jib. A J-I-B, a jib. What is a jib? Um, I feel like I've heard that term, but I don't know what it is. Um, can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at context clues. <laughs> you are good at context clues. Um, how do I use this in a sentence? Um, you can't. I can't. It's really tough. If I use it in a sentence, you're going to know what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is it like a prop? I wouldn't necessarily say it's a, pop, a prop. Okay. I'll just say I don't know. What it's it is. pretty much on every production. Okay, here we go. So yeah. you don't know what it is. Uh-huh. Um, basically, I'm gonna read this off. A jib is a special kind of crane um, at the end of which you attach a camera. There's a counterweight at the other end for balance. So you've probably seen this before. Yeah. Where they have like these long crane poles mm-hmm. and somebody's like moving it around, have counterweights and a camera on the other end. That is a jib. So interesting. Then there's like people mm-hmm. in the industry who their sole job is to be a jib operator like hmm. that's all they do they don't do yeah. nothing else they do they, that at our church too yes they learn how to operate jibs and that's it they get paid they make a whole career oh it's interesting of, you just go hire a jib operator i got a jib i need jib you to operate operator. It. Boom. 
Jib operator. I feel like Sade. Well, good job. You tried. Good job. (laughs) job. Hey, you you bad at 50. You bad at 50. You know what I'm saying? What you want to do? I got to get a batter. I'm about to go play softball. Yeah. All right. Well, when you're watching TV and it asks you, still watching? Always press next. Press next. Bye. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.